0: Well, we're gonna spend a little bit of time this morning um, hearing from the international woman of mystery <laughs> named Dawn Gerding. Mm-hmm.
1: Good morning, everyone.
0: <laughs> last, last Sunday, we we started. Uh, a, I mean, it's not really a sermon series. So, if you're with us for the first time, normally on Sunday mornings we have like a teaching from the Bible, and we spend about you know thirty minutes uh, doing that. And for this month. Uh, we've just been thinking about wanting to share each other's stories a little bit. Um, and obviously, you know, we won't have everybody up here over the course of the month, but we're gonna have a few people. And uh, last week, Terry rapidly shared, and it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. How many of you were here last week and found that? Yeah, helpful? that was yeah. good. We had so many people give us feedback just saying how her sharing was really helpful for their, their lives, and so, um, so today Dawn's up here and the reason why I thought Don would be fun is because Don is, um, for, for those of you who know Don and have known Don for a while, everybody likes her. Everybody does. It is, <laughs> calm down, very frustrating for me, okay? <laughs> very, I'm like, you know, I can't, no one, no one ever will ever take my side, and I get it, but never. <laughs> no. um, but yeah. she's also, so Don um, is, very uh, behind-the-scenes type person. She does. She does. So we co-lead together. Which, when we first started exploring what that meant, we were we were kind of like, I don't really know what it means either. And we talked to all these friends of ours who were co-leading churches together. And found out that no one does it the same. But we've gotten into a rhythm, and I feel like it's the best we've ever uh, been at, as far as ministry goes, because we finally figured out like okay you're gifted in this way i'm gifted in this way i'll run with it you run with it and it just so happens that everything that she likes i hate and everything i love she's not a fan of so it <laughs> oh, are <yeah. we're laughs> so great um so anyway so don uh i mean you're not always super comfortable on the stage mm-hmm. but you're super involved in a lot of ministry things and i think that there's um uh, a lot of people might not know your story a bit about you know how you came to faith in jesus and since I know your story, I thought maybe you could share how you came to faith and then, you know, how your faith became more real and, you know, just tell us yeah. tell us that.
1: Okay, um, so my first recommendation is anyone who, are we on the monitors up here? I don't or, know. It just sounds weird, but anyways, I get easily distracted. <laughs> okay. Um, twirl. <laughs> That's how most of our conversations are. Women like details, okay? Anyways, um, Terry Rapley um, spoke last week, and it was amazing. Like, just hearing her story um, really was impactful in my life, as well as we heard so much feedback, too. So if you haven't heard it yet, please listen um, the podcast. on the podcast. Yeah.
0: Just use a handheld, please, for the love of God. Is
1: this, on? This,
0: this is on? our marriage in a nutshell right here. <laughs> I
1: always <laughs> tell him I hate. Back to the
0: question. How did you come to know Jesus? Geez.
1: Okay, so, seriously, that's how our relationship is. Um,
0: no, this is a snapshot into our marriage right here.
1: Okay, so I I was like Terry shared last week. She, if you could be born again Christian in the womb, that was her. Like, my, my family is generation after generation Christians, and if you weren't part of that, like, you, um, you just didn't fit in with the family gatherings, I guess, is the best way to say it. So that's all I knew was like, having faith and being a Christian and with all of our family, extended cousins. And so when I go to other family functions, and that's not the case, it was, it was just different as a kid, you know, like seeing other friends, families. And um, I, so whatever age, my parents are still married today. My grandparents, both of them are still married. I only have one grandpa still alive. Um, but uh, the, the um, <laughs> hang on one second, I gotta think, okay. So my, my story is, is that um, whatever age group my sister and I were in, we're 15 months apart, I'm older even though she takes on the older child role, um, is that whatever age group my sister and I were in, that's what age group my parents taught at the schools, or at the church, so it was, first it was nursery, and my mom took over the nursery, like, and then it was children's church, and their children's church was larger than the whole church itself, like, that was just our whole environment. Um, and then it was youth group, and then when my sister and I were in college, we went to college away they were in, they were in charge of the college group and and um so that's all I knew. but to um emphasize on like you have to have a you have to find that foundation yourself, you know and I'm always telling my kids that too like we Luke and I can only do so much, we can guide your steps, you know like try to help the path you choose a little bit easier in life um. But ultimately it's up to you. So my first real encounter with Jesus was probably in third grade. We had, um, so I grew up in a church where we had church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, <laughs> Friday, Saturday, you know, like, so there was no time for, even after I was done with sports, I had to fly back to the church, you know, and, and be involved in it. So my first real encounter with God and the Holy Spirit was probably when I was in third grade. And we had a um, like a missionary come and just speak to us on a Sunday night, just about what God's doing in another country, and it was really eye-opening. And I really felt. And at the end of the sermon, um, he asked if anyone wanted to um, just you know have a relationship with God, and if God is drawing you, like to come forward, and I'll pray for you. And I and I was like, I'm shy. Well, I'm not really shy anymore. I'm just quiet but I was extremely shy, introverted, like socially awkward. If anybody, if my parents stared at me wrong, I would cry because they didn't even have to discipline me, you know, so um, I'd love to have a child like that. We don't have any of those. (laughs) (laughs) All of our kids are strong-willed, independent. Well, they think they're independent, but um, yeah, opinionated, independently take our money. Yeah. (laughs) They're so strong in their independence. yeah, so that's how I grew up, and so that was my first encounter, like a true encounter with God. And I knew it was real because the next day, I remember some of my friends were Christians, and some of them weren't. And I, we were playing on the playground, <laughs> and, we, and I told my friends like my rela- how my relationship with God had just grown like overnight. And I was so ecstatic about it, and I was sharing what God was doing in my heart and my mind. and. In a, in a third grade, and everyone, I could just see like deer in headlights. They had no clue what I was talking about. But I just like that was my whole life. So that I just thought everybody experienced that. Uh, so that was when I was young. And then um, another time was, you know, like growing up in the church. You know, you you go in waves. You know, with different age groups and different friends. And so I think we all do something different or go on different paths for a little while. But I always tell my parents, I was a really good kid. I, I think I, I was a good kid. Um, and, uh, and so early in Luke and my relationship, when we, we, we met in college. And the, um, we dated. We met, we dated, and we got married in less than a year. <laughs> and I always tell. Young people don't do that because <laughs> you need, yeah, to, you need to work like on I, all your stuff.
0: <laughs> I'm always like, oh, this is so plastic. Down to what I want. And she's like, down to do it. Like, down to it,
1: yeah. Like, so. um, Yeah, but. uh, anyways so i always say like work on your work on your own soul work on your work on what your relationship with god looks like work on your past like deal with your childhood crap you know like and then you can be like wholeheartedly into this relationship we had a tough five years well you could say like maybe 15 (laughs) i don't know we
0: celebrated our 21st anniversary on thursday yeah (laughs) and it's been a rough 22 years that's all I'm saying, okay? Yeah. But, I mean, to kind of get you into what you're saying yeah. is that we went through this season where Dawn was, um, so when she was six-ish, um, has an encounter with Jesus, and then was growing, okay. and then you were working, yeah. and she started to end up working in a church environment, and everything that could possibly go wrong went wrong in that experience. And so when we got married, I think the context of where we are at, we were both like, we love Jesus, but we do not like the church. And and so that was everybody, like what church are you going to? And we were always like, you know, we'd make up stories and I was always like, bedside assembly. And they're like, where's that at? I'm like, pastor pillow, amazing, I'm telling you right now. And uh, no, I did uh, did yeah. you know didn't, yeah, I'm a dad now. These are dad jokes. I know,
1: da- stupid dad jokes. Let <laughs> me do my thing.
0: Jeez. So we were not really involved in church, no. and
1: that's I was gonna say that like that's one reason why like I fell in love with him because he was he loved God he loved theology he loved the Bible but I was like okay he's not gonna we're not gonna end up at church or anything like he is good to go like we are definitely getting married he's far from ha- going and being in charge of church or anything. We we're gonna
0: work in church.
1: Work in church, yeah. So here we are, you know. <laughs> Never say never. Don't ever do that.
0: Yeah, we, we said at one, when we first got married, we were never going go to go be in church, never be in ministry. We were never going to live in a small town. We ended up pastoring in a small town of 1,200 people for like 12 years. And then we also said we would never live in Wisconsin. Okay. Our church in Wisconsin is where we pastored forever. So now I'm always like, we're never going to be rich. <laughs> never. Okay? Never going to be yeah. independently wealthy. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, God's like nice guy.
1: Yeah, but uh, but yeah, God called us together, and um, and so when Luke and I first started pastoring um, together in right before was not in the church that we were pastoring at in Wisconsin for twelve years, we were also part of this uh, para church prayer ministry, and um, and I was I had three girls, boom, 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 really fast, so three kids like i have a total heart for those moms because you hit, totally lose your identity you don't know who you are um and so that's one area that i've been working on with a couple neighbors <laughs> of ours too so i can really sympathize with that but in the meantime i was you know we had two just two kids at the time uh, we started pastoring our oldest daughter's 19 and uh, we started pastoring when she was one you know, so that's all our kids have known also. And um, I, you know, when you're in the middle of raising three girls, boom, 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 three kids, um, whatever whatever age groups they are, it's it's really hard to find that quiet space, you know, and, um, and just be able to just up and leave, you know, with Luke. And shower, definitely, yeah. <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Luke he he had this great foundation in the word he was learning tons of stuff he had opportunities after opportunities of like just praying with people in the coffee shop that our family owned at the time and we were helping his parents with that and but i was still at home raising the kids you know so you feel lost and so he i felt like he was soaring and moving into, into this relationship with god I was just over here so i know a lot of people have struggled with that you know whether it's the husband or wife or you know whoever it is and the um caretaker so um there's one other um, opportunity too that i that really stands out to me is when i was (laughs) so lana she's 19 now when she was two and then i was super pregnant with mckenna (laughs) like nine months pregnant and we had we had this prayer meeting one night, and um, Luke was praying with people. It was great worship, and I was just sitting because I was nine months pregnant, <laughs> dying, and um, and this one gentleman. And we Luke and I have talked about him when we're up here uh, doing the services. His name is Mark. He was just this incredible man of God. Like anytime he had he just had this deep relationship with god like anytime he had questions or anything he was just like let me let me go talk to the father he just said the father and um it was just so personal i've never experienced anyone else like that in my entire life and um yeah he i was just sitting there and he Mark, um hold on
0: so i, I like don's nervous um, I want to put it in context because these, these are really two cool things I think. So I want to go back. So Don becomes a follower of Jesus as a kid. Okay. And to me, that's like, that is one of the reasons why kid's ministry is so important. Yeah. Like, the work that Carissa and all of the volunteers are doing is so important. And so the part that happens is over this course of six to twenty years, you know, or to Don um you know typical things happen and she has this terrible experience in church and so i will say from the outside she was not interested in jesus or church at all by this time and it was really a challenge in our marriage because i was like working for all these churches and doing all this stuff and then don just couldn't find her, her space you know was, was that identity challenges and so that's where she was at at this time it was that she was really—you were not connected. You didn't feel connected to God, and it was like you were trying to find your way back. And so, at this ministry meeting, I want you to share this. Story, okay. She, she's in the back, just kind of waiting for it to get done. <laughs> and then this bearded yeah. Santa Claus man.
1: I was trying. I was trying to be supportive of him too. You know, drawn in all different directions. But, but Mark
0: um, comes and sits down next to you. Yeah. So
1: Mark comes and sits down next to me, and. <laughs> And um, he, uh, he just sits down and he said, um, he, he said, can I pray with you, John? And I'm like, yes, of, of course. Um, and he looked at me and, and he said, you know, like we were just staring at Luke over in the corner. And he's like, you know, God has called both of you to this. Um, to this relationship with him together in your future and whatever that ministry looks like. It's not just Luke. It's you, and, and you have different gifts to offer. So um, well, that really spoke to me. And so he said, I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to pray that God would just re- release all this baggage that you're carrying you know, um, and that you would just trust him and so that was like a pivotal moment in my life where it just took this yeah like he looked like santa claus (laughs) he's just like nicest guy ever and and he prayed for me and he just prayed that god would release the baggage insecurities you know because me being an introvert and he's like the life of the party you know you kind of get lost in that personality a little bit and just trying to be comfortable and be in that position you know and and being okay with our differences, too. I don't have to look like my husband does on stage or or whatever he's involved in. Um, There was just a lot of clarity in that whole experience, that whole prayer. And then he prayed for me, and I seriously just felt all these weights just lifted off, you know? And I I physically got up and started praying the food. It was just like that, you know? and yeah, we've had our ups and downs in marriage and raising kids and ministry, and uh, but um, that was my turning point where I felt like my my relationship with God definitely changed.
0: So, so it's really cool, I think, and part of why I thought it'd be fun to hear He's like, I, I think a lot of times in church, I grew up thinking that like faith is like a crossing the finish line. You're like, oh, oh I just got to... I don't know, do the thing and then I'm good. But what I've discovered is that it's a process and the word journey is a very appropriate word. You know, because like sometimes you feel really close and connected to God and the other times it's like, man, where are you, God? Right? But the psalmist always says that. It's like the psalms are constantly like, God, where are you? Save me. By the way, I love you. God, where are you? I feel distant, you know. By the way, praise your name. Um, So I think that that's important. Um, But Don, so you're mentioning introvert, extrovert. I love how whenever you talk about it, because it's like, we, you know, we are so different. And she always, I think that's, I don't know, it just feels like we're always trying to figure that out. But so we talked about introverts and extroverts in the past, and how you experience God is unique and different than maybe the way I do, or the way you express, you know, express your faith. Um, So for us, what does experiencing God and engaging with the Holy Spirit look like to you?
1: I think the biggest thing that stands out to me is just having the one-on-one conversations with people. That is huge in my life, and um, and going for walks with people. That that plays a huge, significant role in how I see the Holy Spirit kind of just rolling out things. You know. Um, in uh, our neighbors, too. I've just always had a heart for whatever neighborhood we're in, like, they become, like, some of my best friends. <laughs> uh, so um, I just – I think that's so effective, is just spending that one-on-one time, whether it is coffee or walks or hikes or, um, or meeting with that person one-on-one, you know, here, too. Um, that is where I see the whole spirit moving. Yeah, um, I,
0: what I've always – so uh, a huge i'm a huge fan of this is something i learned from don when we were pastoring in wisconsin i think we've been pastoring for about four or five years and when when we so the way we became pastors in the church we were at for a long time is we were out there just going to this church because my friend pastored it and it it felt like within three months he was like I'm out of here and left, and then we were, like, pastoring. It it felt that way. It was like, I don't know what just happened. One Sunday, you know, we were pastors there. Um, But when I became a pastor, people started treating me weird. Like, all of a sudden, it was like they couldn't be themselves. I mean, I remember feeling that way, and, and I was just like, man, people, like, have all these things that they expect. Because I'm a pastor, they can't be normal or something, you know? And so I was really super insecure about that. In fact, I, um, one of my things that I was really insecure about was um, pastors and churches are notoriously bad about asking for everything for free. Do you all know that? <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, do you, have you ever observed that? Like, it's, it's kind of a bad reputation that churches have. Like, oh, you know, so there's this thing called the, the get a free coffee card for pastors. And I just thought that stuff was so dumb, and I didn't want to be known for that. So I was afraid of interacting with all of our neighbors because I assumed that they thought, that I thought that I was much better than them. So I just would avoid them. <laughs> because, but yeah, it doesn't make sense at all, right? So I was insecure about being uh, alienate them, so I alienated them, okay? So I'm on that stage and I just, I just was afraid to talk to our neighbors because I assumed that they would I think I was judging them. Meanwhile, Dawn's like the friendliest person ever and she's friends with all of our neighbors and they're always sitting on this deck hanging out. And she'd always come over and be like, oh, I met so-and-so, you should come hang out with us. And I was like, can't, you know? Too busy doing the Lord's work. I have to minister to all these people. And I saw over the course of six months, Dawn literally like got to know all of our neighbors and they would all hang out all the time. And I, I learned from her that just being relational with people was the way to actually get to the point where you could share Jesus. And that was the lesson I, I learned from Don. And so I just have seen that over and over again. And I don't know, any of you ever had an opportunity to have coffee with Don or hang out with her a little bit? And it's really helpful, right? Yeah, she's, she's really good at that. Thank you. <laughs> you um, should
1: go for walks with me sometime, Luke. I love <laughs> w- his, his
0: I know. <laughs> Thanks, Don. You should go fly fishing with me. I do. Oh yeah, she does. Okay, let's talk about our marriage, like. Really <laughs> Might as well. Uh, I would. I actually do want to pick your brain on this because I just would love to know your opinion. Uh, you know, it, marriage. Like we really are so different, and we. um yeah we're just different and how, how what, what would you give advice for people in marriage like how how do we con- how do you continue to put up with my crap that's, <laughs> that's actually probably the question uh, was, but yeah
1: yeah i was walking with uh, one of our neighbors um, she hurt her she fell and she hurt her hip really bad so i've been walking with her and her dog and her cane just so she doesn't fall again <laughs> And she was saying, um, you know, we we share stuff, and like she's like, I don't even know your husband's name. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, like I have a key to her house, you know, like. <laughs> and she calls me just in case she falls, you know. So we were talking, and um, and I like I always say. We are so different, but I, you know, you always see why God did put us together. Like we complement each other's strengths and weaknesses. And where he's strong, I'm really weak. Where I'm strong, he's really weak too. <laughs> and so yeah, like you can you can learn you can learn from that. And um, I think um, you know a lot of just he's really good at communicating. Where I it's harder for me to open up and communicate. So I think that's one key is that. He's really good at communicating and pulling and digging out all that stuff that has to get out And we do have com- deep conversations or interventions and um, and so coffee like this morning this is how I woke up this morning okay <laughs> so you were he was he got up at five and we have we have two English bulldog puppies okay and so I I haven't slept in our bed in two weeks like all night. I in two weeks, I've just been like, it's like a new mom thing, okay? And and so finally, I'm like, I am exhausted. I'm beat. I'm going to sleep upstairs. They're okay. They're, our dog, The mom is amazing. And so I slept through the, I think I woke up once to let her out. But then I, I woke up to him, like, gagging his brains out this morning upstairs. He's like, Keiko just pooped all over the kitchen. And is this normal? Do you do this all night? And I'm just like. Oh my gosh, like seriously, this is how I woke up. You already had, like, You're exaggerating he already had three cups of coffee. He's like, he is such a bad gag reflex. It's
0: like, <laughs> I'm I like, would can you do my you? best to clean it up? That's yeah, what you need like to my, take away from this No, plumbing, okay?
1: yeah. So he got he got spray Lysol and that's how he's going to clean up all the coffee. I was good for
0: newspaper. <laughs> you know, you just put newspaper on it and it's good. So I'm that's like, can, I'm you,
1: can you just go get ready for church? I got this. I'll take her out. So we're fighting outside. He's gagging outside. I'm like, <laughs> You're going to wake up all our freaking neighbors, you know? Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, don't... can you just go inside? I've got this. I'm like, and this is why I've been sleeping on the couch for two weeks.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. So anyway, <laughs> uh, so what your message so, is on marriage is communication and you should clean up everything.
1: Yeah dog crap okay.
0: yeah okay. alright well let's, let's wrap up with this okay. um, <laughs> thank you for that story that was uh, How was how, um, what I'd like to know is um, on a serious note you know like I've noticed over the years that you, you I mean just really you've always had a heart for praying for people like when you say you pray for people I mean I, I know that you actually do that um, and then you also have a heart, particularly for people who are going through really um, challenging situations, going through grieving things, young moms who are trying to figure out and navigate, uh, I have 100 kids now, where do I where do? I do? Mm-hmm. Um, like, what are some ways that you pray? How do you do that? How, how is your prayer life?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, I think the biggest thing is, like, I say walking, but I love walking, whether it's with our dogs or with neighbors are kids like i've got a couple kids that don't talk at all and then i've got one that talks her head off the entire time so this that is like a kind prayer but uh during during covid like the big thing was like rest like finding quiet and so my quiet during the beginning of covid because this was home a lot oh that was another thing like that like keeps us our marriage strong is like he travels <laughs> so during let go yeah, please go. When can you leave again? Um, it works for us. So um, one, one thing, like during COVID, our, our kids were home. We had all these pets, which I love. And Luke was home, too, like nonstop. And so my quiet place, and, you know, at the beginning, you don't know if you're supposed to leave your home at all, you know. Um, my quiet place was sitting <laughs> in a broken um, like camping chair and just staring at my chickens that you purchased, by the way. <laughs> we, yeah, we moved into the house. So you pray
0: uh, in the backyard. Yes, pray in the
1: backyard. Car. Like that's my like where I have solitude and peace and quiet and um and in the in the kitchen too. Like after Sundays, honestly, after Sundays, being an introvert, like this gives Luke life, and he's like, let's go out to eat with 500 people, and, and I'm like, like who can we just about to eat with a few people, and it's just our differences, I'm just being vulnerable here, um, usually what I do is I go sit in my kitchen floor, and my dogs all lay on top of me, <laughs> After, so the, just being, like, finding peace, finding finding rest, and, because I'm a busy person, I'm mean, go, 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 and that's how, that's how many of us are, and um, but that is, like, key, and I was going to read something, too, like, um, and I'm, I'm also teaching, like, talking to my 19-year-old daughter about this, because she's seen, I've modeled to her that you always have to be busy, which, like, our kids are watching us, our grandkids are watching us. So um, one thing that um, I read this morning in my um, prayer time is, that um, like now I'm just settling into prayer now. Like we have to like t- take our take our time, breathe, like um, settle into prayer. Like t- breathe, relax. Don't say anything. Truly rest. Like what does that look like? What does that look like for? Everyone's life, everyone is something different. You know, it could just be sitting on the on the on your chair and just zoning out. It could be sitting outside and listening to um, God's creation outside. Um, it's, it's just so important for us to rest and just review what God's doing in our lives, and then just receiving what He has for you that day. Just, just take it one day at a time. You know, what um, I'm talking to one of our oldest about was. Just take one day at a time and receive um, what God is wants for, for you that day and what you can give back to him. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh, great. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's stand up. We're going to close in prayer. Um, her phone just said, on it. All right. Is this an intervention? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's cherry, yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. of our heart. We're very blessed. I don't think there's anything else to say, thank you. We love you. Thank you. <laughs> they they do know how much I hate that. Uh well. You know. Okay, I I just therapy. Therapy. Um I I, I Yes. You know, this, this week, when I was thinking, you know, talking about Don um, Sharon, I guess I really felt like something that God's been teaching. I think both of us. It's like we, you know, the, just getting comfortable with who, how God has created you and wired you, and and like not trying to be someone else. You know, and I don't mean that like it, like oh, well, God made me a sinner, so sin away. I mean, like just the way that your personality is and your passions are, like God has wired you in a specific way to live your life for Jesus and to be how he's wired you. Does that make sense? All right? And so um, I, I just love, like last week, Carrie's wired one way and Don's wired another way. And next week, um, we're having Neil Sullivan's there. Are you guys, Mark? Isn't. Okay, yeah, then Mark, and Linda doesn't know this yet, but Linda and Mark. <laughs> Uh, we're going to hear from them a bit, and it's going to be fun. And, you know, the next week after that, we'll have somebody else. But um, it's to me, it's so beautiful how God God is able to build a community out of all of us weirdos. Truly. Like, we're all different, and some of us think the other person's weird, and you think the other person's weird, and we're all weird together. And we're trying to do this thing following Jesus, and I just think that's really beautiful. And so I, I want to pray this prayer for everybody so i'd love to uh, have you close your eyes and like receive this as a blessing in, in the in the old testament these uh, many times priests would 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 bless the congregations and this is a particular prayer in the book of numbers it says then the lord said to moses tell aaron and his sons to bless the people of israel with this special blessing and so i you know as as a uh, as a pastor here and as a person who who believes in all of you, wants to see God's work in your lives, I wanna bless the, this prayer over each one of you. I wanna pray that that the Lord would bless you and protect you, that the Lord would smile on you and be gracious to you, that the Lord would show you his favor and give you all his peace. And so Lord, would you, would you take those words from number six and apply it to every person's life here and that you would give every person in this room um, opportunities to, to grow and to, to wrestle with, with some of the things that Don shared today, that we would all be able to settle into these rhythms of, of prayer and rhythms of, of, of hearing from you and rhythms of trying to serve you well. And that, Lord, you would, you would build this church. This would be your church. You would build it. And that you would help us grow and that we would make a difference in the city that we love and the surrounding communities. And I pray, Lord, that you go with each person today and keep them safe. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Folks, have a great week. Grab your kids if you have them down there and we'll see you next Sunday.